0: a death sentence. It was a sentence of isolation. According to the law of Moses, if anyone had a skin condition, not just leprosy, but certainly leprosy, they had to uh, be in isolation. They had to be away from their families or other, um, couldn't be part of the community, that stand afar off. If anyone approached them, it was incumbent on the leprous person to identify themselves, call out and say, I am unclean, do not approach. Family would have to come uh, and leave food, the clothing uh, at a place, and then they would back off, and this sick person could come and take what. So they lost all that personal contact. They lost community. They lost uh, the ability to sustain themselves. It was just a slow, painful death. That ensued as leprosy consumed them. As he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers or leprous They stood afar off. Again, social distancing. <laughs> ay, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. Amen. There's a real reason for social distancing. <laughs> Been around a while, right? <laughs> They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They called him by name. They recognized his lordship, and they asked for his mercy. Strong lesson for us in our prayers, folks. Call him by name. We know who he is. Sometimes we say, Lord, help us, Lord, God. Call him by name. Jesus is neither is there salvation in any of them. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. As they called on Jesus, he saw them and he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. That was a ritual of the law of Moses. Uh, When somebody had this, any kind of skin condition, uh, once the condition cleared, They couldn't just reintegrate directly into society. They had to go, show themselves to the priest. The priest would examine them. If the priest felt that the skin condition was cleared, then try to remember all the, there's a lot to those commandments, those laws. They had to go, I believe, then bathe themselves. I think they had to shave their head, their beard. They had to go through all sorts of rituals to make sure that there was no contamination left. And after a period of uncleanness, then they would be allowed to reintegrate Into society. So, go show yourselves to the priest was a commandment to follow the law of Moses, do what was right. And they did. They turned and they left. It gets interesting. Out of the ten, one was a stranger one was a Samaritan. The Samaritan had no reason to fulfill the law of Moses. But the Samaritan was willing to do what Jesus asked of him in order to get his cleansing. A lot of faith packed into that, folks. And um, yes, sometimes people who are not truly don't really have the full experience of God in their lives, they can put us to shame sometimes with their willingness to obey, to reach out to God, to to get an answer from God. And we should never uh, feel like they're usurping something when somebody comes, reaches for God, and does make an effort to... To be like the, everyone else who's reaching for God. Don't say, hey, they can't do that. They haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. They, no, hold on. They're reaching for God. Let them come. Amen. So he said, go show yourself to the priests. And they all turned and left. And as they went, they were cleansed. So the healing was not instantaneous. Again, this, I think of the Valley of Dry Bones, the two-part miracle. I'm reminded of the, the man whom Jesus touched the eyes, the blinded eyes. Can you see? Yeah, but look like men. Men are like trees walking. The second touch was required. The touch of Jesus, Jesus didn't even touch them. He just commanded them to be cleansed by going. He didn't, he may have said it, but It's not recorded. He didn't say, if you go, you'll be clean. And he didn't heal them on the spot. And yet their desire was strong enough that even without immediate cleansing, without a tangible promise that something was going to happen, they believed in the power of Jesus. And if Jesus said, do something, they felt that that was, and it was an implicit promise, an implied promise that something was going to happen. So they turned, they left, they went towards wherever the priests were, and as they went, they were cleansed. I always like to try and imagine who noticed first. How did they notice something? <gasps> Healed. You know that as they realized their cleansing, they stopped, they gawked, They amazed, I'm sure. They rejoiced. And then the nine Jews faithfully went towards the priests. But they never came back. How many times have we seen people come into the house of God, get blessed, truly God touches them, moves their hearts they walk out and they just keep going like wait a minute where are they why didn't they come back I don't know if we'll ever know why those nine never came back I hope that they were not ungrateful I hope that they were simply brutish just like so many of the current generation we live in who have no concept of manners, who have no concept of gratitude. It's the me generation. I'm not picking on Gen Z or Gen Y or Gen Mill or the millennials or whoever else. It's been growing this way for a long time. You know it. But it's gotten worse. This world has become very selfish. This world has become very self-centered. I hope that these other nine were grateful. But they didn't come back. So, you know the story. I won't belabor that. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Amen. Not ashamed to give God the glory when he realized what was happening. Fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan not only was a stranger he was hated by the Jews the Jews were taught to not mingle with the Gentiles and they were especially critical of the the mixed-blood Samaritan Samaritans were intermarriage uh, intermarried between Jews and Gentiles and they called them they lived in Samaria they called them Samaritans they were hated um, We see the different examples, right? Jesus with a woman at the well. She was a Samaritan. Um, In the book of Acts, they went to preach in Samaria. So it was a very real and well-known phenomenon. And for the most part, Jews avoided the Samaritans. But the Samaritan is the one that came. The Samaritan is the one that fell down on his face, giving him thanks. Thanks. Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. New Living Translation, it simply says, Your faith has healed you. There's an asterisk there. It says it could mean your faith has saved you. I just started thinking about it. That's what I wanted to bring to you tonight. All were healed. But only one was made whole. If you are robbed, someone breaks in your house, steals all of your valuables. Cops catch them two days later, throw them in jail. Praise God, they got what they had coming to them. Did you get your stuff back? Do you still have the loss? I don't know how long these men had had leprosy. How long they had suffered. I don't know how long they'd been separated from their families. I don't know how long they had been unable to work. I don't know how long they had felt the crushing loneliness and the absolute despair, waking up every day knowing it's just another day. And another day until you die. Miserable. They had lost a lot. Trying to think of all the implications of the, the, the mental effects, the physical effects, the financial effects, relationship effects. It, everything across the board. They had lost a tremendous amount to this disease. Ten were healed. Only one was made whole. I don't know what it means to be made whole in this sense. I don't know what happened. It doesn't tell us. And maybe I'm just reading a whole lot into nothing. But Jesus first said there were ten cleansed healed. And then he says your faith has made you whole i'd like to believe that because of this man's gratefulness when he made his way back to glorify god and to give god thanks for what he had done i would like to believe that jesus did more at that moment than just heal him i think he began the restoration process that the prophet said he will restore what the locust has devoured He'll restore what the canker worm has eaten. He'll destroy, or he'll restore that, you know, the, the holes of the pockets and all the money just runs out. he said, oh, he'll start rebuilding that God's promise when people turn back to God. I believe that God started a process in that man's life to do more. And healing was enough, really, when you think about it. But this man, I think, got more than just healing. He was made whole. In a lawsuit when you ask to be made whole you ask to have what was taken away from you restored to you if you lost a thousand dollars you ask for a thousand back basic principle of being made whole you want to have what you lost to be restored to you or something of equal value to make up for that really makes you stop and think what All did Jesus restore to that man. Whatever it was, it was enough. It wasn't something that left this man wishing that he hadn't lost all those years. I think that God made up for the lost time in that man's life. I think God made up for the the, the, the emptiness that had gnawed his soul for so long. I think that God did more than heal him, I think that man walked away restored. And the key to it all was the simple act of thankfulness. All ten could have had what this one man had. And all ten got healed. But one man had a tremendous restoration when I pray to God I don't want just a solution I want to be made whole we pray tonight there are a lot of needs and we want God to fix those things that are broken but I think that we can go beyond just fixing what's broken I think that we can be restored I think that things can be made whole by the grace of God. Not automatic. Not everybody gets it. But if you and I can learn to truly show greatness and to give God the glory every time He deserves the praise, I think we'll be amazingly blessed. I want to hear His words tonight. Your faith has made you whole. Stand with you. Amen. Simple thought. told you I wouldn't keep you long. But in the season of thankfulness, tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, good time to be reminded of giving thanks to the Lord. Let's do more than just give thanks. Let's truly be grateful. I remember as a kid, I was taught, say thank you, say thank you. And many times I said thank you for something someone had done or given me. But I confess that there were times when I did not feel gratefulness. I just took it for granted. I prefer to not just say thank you. Thank you is important. But I prefer that there be an attitude gratefulness. The People can tell when you're sincere. You just say, oh, thank you. Sure, whatever. But if there's a heart of thanksgiving, as we're saying, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the whole. Let there be gratefulness in your heart. Even in the tough times, even in the bad times, we have so much to be grateful for. Not just thankful. We have so much to be thankful for. So this season, tonight, let's spend just a moment, will you? And let's tell him thank you. But let's also let gratefulness come into our hearts and ask him to make us whole. Happy bless you.